0: Hello, everybody. Welcome once again as we continue on in the series that we're doing here at the Vineyard, called Radical Living. Radical Living, and we're going to wrap this one up today. Uh, this will be our our last in this series of Radical Living. We've uh, based the series on First Peter and his admonition to us to live a, to challenge. He challenges us to to live a different life. We've called it a radical life, a life um, different than what the culture expects. And um, there's been a lot of different aspects to it, and I want to sort of tie it all up together and kind of relate it to our mission again today as a church as we as we finish up this week. So um, without too much preamble, let's hop right in. Uh, the, the scripture reading for today is, is 1 Peter 2, uh, 9 and 10. We've done this one before, but uh, it's, it's important, and we're going to... Uh, Pick on it again, or pick through it again today. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And blessed be the word of of the Lord so uh, with that verse in mind and we're going we're gonna to dig into another verse as well here in a minute, that, that verse in the message and, and, uh, and what it means I want to uh, talk about some of the concepts we've been talking about over the last year and a half and add one more of them to it and so, um, and it, it's about what this radical life that, that we're challenged to live and, and, and sort of uh, how that all ties in to what God has called us to as a church and that, that you can see it sort of all uh, tied together and, and and so over the last year and change we've talked about these concepts um, what are we doing uh, is our mission you know? So, so the question is what are we doing and, and that's our mission and our mission is as you know one more that's our mission one more lost child back to dad that's what we're doing um, why are we doing that that's our motive and we've said that that's love Loving God and loving others. And we spent time talking about that, about being uh, in, you know, relationship with God and, and how that's so different from the culture kind of finds life in having, but we know life is found in being. We spent a lot of time talking about that. How are we doing it? We've talked about that's our method. And, and we're we're a force. We're a frontline operation, reconciling, caring, and encouraging. And we've introduced you to the concepts of radical hospitality and radical generosity and a radical message that we have as all part of being a force. And, and um, you know, that, that, that concept, we're, we're, we're a force, not a fortress. By that I mean we don't just come in and circle the wagons, that's not what we feel called to at all. We're to be a force out in the world, a loving force, but nonetheless a force, with those concepts in mind, radical hospitality, radical generosity, in order that we can share the radical message of Jesus, the good news of Jesus Christ to the world around us. Well, we're going to add to that today, uh, and it just works in great that we can finally do this. It's part of this process, but not one that we get to talk about very often. And uh, reflecting on 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, it fits into this part uh, of the concept. And and that is, so so we know what we're doing, and we know um, why we're doing it, and we know how we're doing it. But then the, the, the final question to ask is, when are we successful? See, if we're doing these things in the church, well, then when are we successful? And 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 you've got you've got um, you've got mission, motive, method, and now you've got measure. How do we measure success in the kingdom of God? How do we, as a group, as a, as a part of the church of Jesus Christ, how do we measure success in the kingdom of God? And I got another acronym for you uh, for that, and and the acronym is found, and and that's how we measure that. It's it's found. And, and uh, um, that, that idea of, of found is that, that we're, we're trying to foster outward, upward, natural disciples. But, but let me say that the, the call of that, and, and I, I decided to, to uh, share that with you this week, um, is because at the end of 1 Peter, in chapter 5, he admonishes um, leaders and elders and overseers in the church to look after the flock and to shepherd them and that that's what we're supposed to do and to me that means we're supposed to have a purpose we're supposed to have a direction we're we're supposed to uh, be be moving together we're supposed to be growing we're supposed to get healthy we're supposed to make disciples that this is all part of what we do here and so so the the way that we do that or the way that we begin to measure that and and really this whole process of, of found is about living a radical life is, is against um, these, this sort of dynamic that we constantly know that we have a mission, we have a motive, we have a method, and we have a measure to see if we're, if we're gaining ground in the kingdom. That, that there, there needs to be a way to sort of uh, measure that. Uh, and so a, a roadmap of sorts, and, and that's what those four things are. And so this idea of fostering or, or creating or, or making um, outward, upward, natural disciples is, is the, the measurement and it's part of living a radical life. And so we, you'll see that, that what we're doing all the time is trying to work into that. Um, outward means the focus isn't on us, that we care about the lost. And you see it in our mission, that our mission is for one more. It's, it's what we're here for. It's, our, it's, you know, it's, our, it's what God has called us to. We're to be an upward people, which means that, that our relationship with God is paramount. And we talked about that in, in loving God in loving others that, that it's, it's the motivation for what we do we have to have an upward focus we have to understand that, that that's, that's what needs to be developed in our lives is our connection with God and so we talk about the importance of prayer and worship and, and, and all the, that goes with that in maintaining and developing a, a dynamic relationship with God and that, that relationship with Him is what's eternal and so, so we, we need to have that concept as well and then th- this last concept of natural disciples, and we're going to develop that, I believe, in the next series. Because, um, uh, see, see, my thinking is that we're to be natural in a supernatural way. And by that I mean we're, we're to know the power of the kingdom that's available to us, and yet we, we need to, be, uh, we need to uh, move and operate in the world in a way that they can relate to us. And so it should come as a very natural thing when we're out, talking to people, encouraging people, praying for people, that they don't think we're all weird. Um, you know, they will anyway. But you know, I mean, really weird, because we're, we're not acting naturally. We're acting... Sometimes people think that, that to live this life means you've got to act a little crazy. And I don't believe that. I think it's, to, it's a very natural thing to pray for people. I think it's, it's a very natural thing to um, be, be willing to listen to people and to minister them and to love them and to encourage them. See, and to me, that's a very dynamic thing. When we have you out there encouraging two people a day, we, we think that's a very dynamic kingdom principle, but it should be a very natural part of life. And so our hope is that we're, we're fostering outward, upward, natural disciples in the kingdom. And that, that that's the idea behind sound. Now, that process... Is, uh, is deepened again in First Peter 2, 9 and 10. Let me read it to you this time in the message. And it says this, But you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do His work and speak out for Him till tell others of the night and day difference He made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. So what does this part of this, this dynamic look like, this roadmap, if you would, this, this, uh, this, this concept that we have of what we're doing, how, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, it along the way, look like? And, and this last dynamic, this found dynamic, has four components to it. It's sort of an evaluation tool in this part of life, um, and in, in discipleship, if you would. And so, so the first part of this thing and you can kind of see how you're doing in your own life in regards to this now, the very first thing is that you have to be found by Jesus it seems pretty simple but you have to be found by Jesus First Peter two nine, the beginning of it says you are the ones chosen by God um, some people say well this is when I found Jesus I get the idea but he's the one that's wooing you by his spirit and that's what I like to think of and so in that context and in that concept what we're talking about there is that the very first part of this is that you're you're saved for lack of a better word you're 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 um you come to relationship with Christ you you give your life to Christ. We talk about that all the time here. We offer that uh, opportunity to people all the time that that you decide that that you are ready to ask Jesus into your heart and life to be your Lord and Savior. That's the first thing. That's that's what where things all start in life. And so, so that part of the process um, we like to think of is that you're saved and you're baptized, that you, you take that next step, which is a part of the process, is that you have given your life to Christ and you've been baptized. That's kind of the, the, the bottom line sort of thing that needs to happen in disciple making. That's the first part. That's where it all starts. And so um, th- that's what has to happen and that's kind of the first thing. So, so in this found process, the very first part of it is you're found by Jesus. You've, you've given your life to Christ, and you've been baptized. Um, if you haven't done either one of those things, we would encourage you to do them. And uh, we, can, we can get started on that process very soon. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, let's take care of it. Simple prayer. We'll do it together. If you haven't been baptized, we've got one scheduled. Well, we're scheduling one for next month sometime. We'll take care of that. We do those fairly routinely. We think it's a very important thing. And so um, that's sort of the first part of the process. And if you haven't done it, we encourage you to do it. It's part of this radical life that we talk about all the time. And it's sort of the, the process of, of this part of what we do. Then, then having done that, the, the second thing that, that we, we look towards is that you've found a friend. you found a friend. You say, what does that mean? First Peter two nine keeps going, and it says that you were chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people. See, You're called in, you're chosen into the community of God's holy people. And and we spent time talking about what I think holiness looks like and that I don't believe holiness is best defined by someone going off by themselves to a mountaintop and not interacting with people. I think that holiness is best defined by living in in community uh, with people, broken people, and loving them the best that you can. That that's, where, that's what holiness looks like, demonstrated by Jesus. All this stuff, modeled for us by Jesus. And, and so, when we talk about the importance that you found a friend, that means that uh, having come to Christ, you're now looking for ways to um, fellowship with other believers, to get together, to have community. We try and provide as many ways as we can think of. So we have, most of the year, we have women's Bible studies and men's Bible studies. We have a midweek study where you can connect. We have affinity groups where you can get together and have fun. Um, uh, You know, we have other ideas that that we have uh, trying to get people together. You you, you need to find a friend. You need to get connected. um, People can get together and go out and have a, a meal. They can get together and do all sorts of things. But you need to be doing something on a regular basis to form that community. Now, let me say this. Most of the time... When, when I get comments and stuff on those little pieces of paper. Most people tell me they felt very loved when they came here and they were so thankful for what happens. Every now and again, someone says, no one talked to me, no one said hello, and they'll, they'll write a comment. And I, I'm sort of heartbroken when that happens. But I think it goes both ways. See, it's not... Sometimes because of all the different services and all the different people, someone can come in here and, and maybe not get talked to. But, let me encourage you if that 's ever happened to you, what you need to do is is that on your end as well, you need to make some movement towards us in the process you know it's a it 's a two way thing so if you don 't feel like there 's an opportunity, you have to come and, and move towards us don 't get frustrated and, and not it, it, it has to happen it 's a, it's a significant part of of um, becoming a, a natural disciple is is developing community and so so we need to have it. You know, one of the reasons we have meals here all the time is for to foster some of that so that you guys can sit together and talk and eat so that it gets harder just to come in, not say anything to anybody, and leave. But it does happen. And so, you know, make, we all, we'll all try better, all of us, and, and we'll try and eliminate anyone ever coming in feeling like nobody ever said anything to them. Because we don't ever want that to happen. It's not our desire at all. But but it does happen. So... so um, but some of these things are incumbent on us as well. I mean, uh, you know, uh, no one can force you to get saved. You've got to choose to get saved. No one can force you to get baptized. You've got to choose to get baptized. No one can force you into community, but it's one of the best choices that you'll make because you were chosen by God for it. And so you, you need to look at that and figure out how you can be in community with other believers. And it, it, it can look a thousand different ways. Don't, don't feel like you're, you're hampered by what we've got. But, but you need to look for that because it's a good thing in your life. And so we want to encourage you to it and, and uh, move into that process. Now, the next sort of process along the way um, in, in this discipleship sort of thing is that you found a job. You found a job. And, and not like a nine to five. Um, I, I meant that you, you, you find a ministry, you find a way to serve. That this is an important part of discipleship. Peter goes on, 1 Peter 2.9. God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you. Now, we've discussed this often. Um, he's called us to be his ambassadors. Um, we're called to ministry. We talk about ministry all the time. Ministry of encouragement, all sorts of other ministries. And, and that like Jesus, we're called to serve and, and not just to be served. And so ultimately, as we move in through this process, and we come to Jesus and we get, we get um, saved and we get baptized... And then we start to develop community. That out of that should come a desire of some sorts to serve, to give back, to 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 move outwards. That we we find a job. Now here, um, we we have we have countless ways that that can happen. Um, there are so many ways to, to do that here that I, that I can't even list them all. But, but, you know, sometimes, like what? Well, you know, there, there's hospitality ministries here. There's, there's a cleaning ministry here. There's greeting ministries. There's, there's prayer opportunities. There's, there's worship opportunities. Um, affinity group. Opportunities for leading those. There's children's church. There's maintenance things that need to happen. I need four-year volunteers and I, I've got to get that set up. We need people out there on the road now waving that sign. Um, we can use office help from time to time. There's outreaches that you can get involved in. Encouraging two people every day. I consider that a ministry if you take it seriously. Um, inviting people to church is a ministry if you're doing that. There's, there's numerous ways that you can grab onto ministry here. And you need to for your sake because um, it's part of the process. It helps us to grow. Helps us to live out this radical life. It helps us to keep our focus of, of being outward and upward. And, and that it's not just all about us. And, and you were designed and created. You were, you were called. You're God's instruments to do His work. And to speak out for Him and to live this thing out. And so, so you know, ultimately, we, we would like to see everybody get connected into some sort of ongoing ministry. For your sake. It's part of the life of a, a radical life of a disciple. Do you find an opportunity to serve? And so, you know, as you're working through this, look for those things. But like I said, they're, they're countless. Um, and and there's, there's lots of things that I haven't even mentioned here. You know, there's a, in, in the thing that I just talked about a moment ago people coming in and no one's saying hello. There's a ministry for someone that's perceptive enough to see hey, is anybody saying hi to these people? That's, that's amazing ministry. There's, there's all sorts of that stuff. So, and we want to encourage you, um, where you can, to, to look for that and, and uh, to plug in. And it's, it's ultimately for your development and growth. And, and, you know, it blesses the kingdom and it blesses God and it blesses the church. All that's part of the process. And so, so you know, it's, it's found by Jesus and then it's found a friend and then found a job. And then the fourth thing, we try and keep this simple, is you found a home. Um, you found a home. First Peter 2.10, you, you went from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. You, you sort of go, hey, this is where I fit. This is where I belong. This is, this is where I think God wants me. Um, I feel at home here. And it's, it's part of the process. And it's one of the, it's one of the most important things that, that you'll experience in life. Um, we talk to people all the time. Because it's a very transitional area, um, it's, it's not unusual for us to have people come... And get really involved with us, and then they move. And their, their look, their hunt, their search for a church is often very long and very discouraging because they uh, and and because it, and they realize then they realize it before they left. But how important it is to to find that when you find a place in the kingdom that feels like home. That's a wonderful thing. That's a that's one of the best things going. And, and it's, a, it's a significant deal uh, in the process because that, 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 it's what God has created for us. And so, you, you know, the hope is that you find that um, on your journey uh, in life because it's a very significant, important thing. Um, and so, it's, you know, it's beyond like the concept of membership, it's, it's more that you, you partner with a group of other people. Um, to do the things that God has called you to do and, and because that's where you know that, that He's placed you and planted you. This is my family. This is my home. And so, to me, it has this, this connection that as you move through these things and, you, and you, you know, you've come to Christ and you've been baptized and you've, you've started to connect with community and you're looking for ways to serve and you go, well, then this is where I belong. And out of that comes then uh, an acceptance of, an embracing of, if you would, the mission. That he's given us. And so this circle takes place. And I put it there in your bulletin. You see that little line coming through there on the next set of things. That this thing moves through there. And then there's a line that kicks it right back to the start again. Because you know, well, this is my home. And the mission here is one more. That's what we're doing. And why are we doing it? Well, we love God. And we love others. How are we doing it? We're force. We're out there doing the stuff. We're, we're, We're doing radical generosity and radical hospitality so that we can share a radical message in our lives. And, and, and then we're found, we're, we're, we're part of fostering in our own lives and in others, outward, upward. Natural disciples who've been found by Jesus, who've found community, who've, who've found ministry, and then realize that they've settled in and found a home. And See, that's, that's what, we're, what we're shooting for. Now, let me say this as kind of a last thought on all that. Um, See, I believe we're, we're successful in the kingdom at each and every point of this breakdown of found. Um, if if people, if God uses us to help people come to Christ, that's success. That's awesome. That's one more back to death. If God uh, allows us then to take them and, and, and get them baptized, very cool. It's awesome. Wonderful stuff. If they, they connect... In fellowship, even better. Wow, that's that's great. If they go the next level and and begin to serve, off the charts. How, how how could it get better than that? And then if they decide, hey, this is where I belong. I want to be a part. That's that's wonderful. And they embrace the mission, and and the process starts again. And there's there's more disciples out reaching through. See, that's all good. But but let me say that that at at, at any point. If, if, if someone, let's say someone comes to Christ here and begins the process, but then, and then feels like they fit better somewhere else in a different church. Well, that's still success. I'm all for that. I get it. We may not be for everybody. And that's okay. That's why we stand here and, and pray for all the churches. Because people need some of the things the other churches are doing. And I'm all for it. I'm, I'm, I'm I, I can't tell you how sincere I am in that. I'm absolutely for the church of Jesus Christ. And whatever that looks like. And, and that our, what we agree on is far more than what we disagree on and I don't care you know, and, and so if someone comes in here and then he goes oh you know I need to, praise God that's wonderful that's success because it's ultimately about the kingdom right God takes care of the church if he says that somewhere I'll build my church we're not we're focused on the kingdom so, so he takes care of the rest that's cool when people come I love to see that process but, but see that's what it looks like so, um, these are the things that we can always be thinking about. You know, if, how am I doing on, in my own walk? If, if, you know, settled with Jesus, asked him to, to be my savior, good. Been baptized, good. Connected in fellowship, good. Um, serving, good. Is this my home? Good. Embracing the mission then and keeping up the process, all good. That's, that's what it looks like. And, and so, it's a, it's a great sort of tool to see how we're doing. And so, that, that as a church then, as, as, as we look at it, how we're doing... That's what success looks like. You know, our, you know to me, more than numbers, more than, more than... And I mean, I think it's great. The church is growing and has been growing and I love that because it's, it's, it's exciting. And people getting saved, I love that. Uh, and people getting baptized, awesome stuff, awesome. But to me, the, 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 the prime factor is our lives being changed. Uh, by the Spirit of God, are people buying into and living this radical life? Are they moving through the path of discipleship? because that's what success looks like are we, are we different you, you know has God moved in us so that, so that you know six months when, when we look back six months ago are we, are we different has it's, it's God been working and, and we can see and when we see that when we see changed lives then we know that we're having an impact as a church and, and that's our heart impact the world to live, to live lives among pre-Christians in a way that draws them to Christ, and that's this whole thing that Peter's been talking about, and what he's encouraging us to do. And so I, I just give that all to you, and and uh, and and tell you to think about it, and know that you know we do have a uh, a process, a roadmap, if you would, that that we look to, and that we we continue to to evaluate things by. You know, I've said to you that without a mission, you don't know where you're going, and that all of these things connect together, so that so that we don't get marching towards a good thing that might not be a God thing, because there's lots of those. So we look: are, are we staying on track? Are are we are we doing? You know, what are we doing? What what are we doing? What's our mission? One more: are we doing that? That's what we're doing. Will this move in that? Okay, then it's good. H- what's our motive? Why are we doing it? Because we're doing it for for love. If that ever shifts, we need to stop. If we start doing it for other motivations, we need to quit. We we don't want to motive be motivated out of fear. We don't want to be motivated anything else: jealousy, pride just love just want to love God and love others how are we doing it are we, are we, are we doing things that are radical as far as hospitality and generosity and, and getting opportunities to share the good news of Jesus Christ are, are we doing it? and are we are we staying true to fostering outward upward natural disciples along the way and if we are then that's good that's what we're supposed to be doing that's what we're called to and we make it as simple as we can be thankful for five things. Purge two people every day, so we can get one more lost child back to Jesus. If you do that, you'll be living this radical life, in it's simple as way I know how to put it. And also by, obviously, trying to do the next right thing. All that tied together, is is this thing simplified? And so embrace that. Move into that in your life. I want to encourage you to to continue those things. And in any area that you feel, oh, you know, I probably could use a little more fellowship. Get it. Hang out with other believers. Uh, if it's something structured or something unstructured. Find something fun to do. Tap into an affinity group. Wonderful way to connect with other believers and have some fun. Um, those things are important. All right? So, uh, if, find something where you can serve on an ongoing basis. Tap into an outreach. Tap into uh, any of the things that we have here. It, I, I'm not talking about every week, even. Once a month. Once a quarter. Something. That, that you have an opportunity to serve in. It's an important part of your life. And then, you know, I hope this is your home. I feel like you're part of my family. I hope I feel like part of yours. Because this is where God's put us. And he puts us here together. And it's good. Because we need it. Because it's rough out there. And we're called to go out there and try and get the people in here. Because they're a broken mess like us. Just need the love of Jesus. So that's what we're called to. I'd encourage you to it. Uh, If you're watching my video, thanks for watching. And uh, I'll have to start saying if you're watching on television, thanks for watching too, I guess. Um, If we can do anything, call us, write us, let us know. We'll see what we can do. But we're going to call it a day here at the church. So we're going to close it.